Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Michael Bluestein, the keyboardist in Farner, and you are listening to the Dr. Sky Experience on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Dr. Sky Experience, heard exclusively here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. As we like to say, the crown jewel of radio, the iconic 77 Talk Radio station, beaming out of New York, around the nation, around the world, and I'm sure out into the cosmos. If you're a newcomer to the Dr. Sky Experience, great interviews from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation and weather, and celebrity guests in the mix. And ladies and gentlemen, today, without further ado, we are going to introduce one of the great band members of one of the most iconic rock bands in history, Foreigner. And in just a few moments, we'll be introducing the keyboardist, Michael Bluestein, who's going to tell us a little bit more, not only about the band, but more importantly, about the farewell tour 2023 that he's involved in with this iconic band, a real classic here in America. But a little background on our special guest, Michael Bluestein, began piano studies at age nine. Growing up, he was exposed to a wide range of artists, including Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Boston, Mozart, The Who, and jazz pianist Theonius Monk. After studying at Berkeley College of Music, Michael made his way out to Los Angeles, where he played with Boss Gag, Stevie Nicks, Enrique Iglesias, and Anastasia. And with the house band of Jimmy Kimmel Live, Michael describes the experience of playing all the classic foreigner songs as, quote, truly surreal. I grew up hearing and loving all these songs. I never dreamed that I would have the chance to be in the band playing with them. The energy on stage is amazing, and I love looking out and seeing everyone singing along with every word, end quote. With that, let's welcome the keyboardist from this iconic band, Foreigner, Michael Bluestein. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey. <clears throat> hey there. Great to be here. Hey, thank you so much, my friend. You know, the tour, let's talk about it. Historic Farewell Tour 2023 and beyond. Sorry to, to report those words, but this band is what? About 50, what, 50 years old? Is, is, is that correct in my recollection? Well, I uh, formed it, you know, kind of toward the end of 76. And uh, first single feels like the first time came out in 77. And the rest is history, as they say. But so, yeah, not quite 50. But uh, kind of um, approaching, rapidly approaching that 50 year mark. Totally incredible. Mick Jones, Ian McDonald of King Crimson, Lou Graham Foreigner. And you know, it's interesting. The namesake, I'm reading this, I need a little more help from you, uh, Michael. But the name Foreigner is simply the fact that they had a bunch of foreign guys playing in the band. And is that simply how the name Foreigner came about? I mean, it seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that is sort of one one angle on it. I mean, it was kind of half and half. Um, 
English guys and American guys, and uh, they they came up with this that that this concept that no matter anywhere wherever they were going in the world, one of them would be a foreigner, <laughs> based on the different the different uh, apropos you know nat- nationalities there. Apropos, just yeah. to remind everybody, you're listening to the Doctor Sky Experience here. On the powerful talk radio 77 WABC, beaming out of the United States, the nation, the world, and Michael, I'm sure, even out into the cosmos. Today, we're talking with uh, keyboardist Michael Bluestein, one of the members of this iconic band, as we keep talking about here, and rightfully so. They've earned their right, ladies and gentlemen, to play music, playing it loud and proud. Over, what, 80 million records sold worldwide and over 37 million records sold in the United States. That is no easy thing to do. Talk a little bit more about the great history of this band, and what does it mean to you to be part of it? It's such a high honor. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, it's sort of, the, the, the whole thing was born at a real classic time in, in rock and roll, late 70s. There were just so many American, so many great artists, you know, American, British, that that were exploding on the scene, and you know that that sort of era of music is just such a big part of the culture. And you know whether you're talking about you know Boston or Journey or Foreigner, mm-hmm. REO or Sticks, all these great anthemic songs everyone remembers from you know their high school years, college years, or you know. In my case, I was eight years old when Feels Like the First Time came out. I was born in '69. So, you know, I was a kid hearing these songs and just loved them. And, you know, Lou Graham's voice was just always this powerful, uh, mm-hmm. spine-tingling, goosebump-inducing, <laughs> you know, vocal performances on these tunes. So uh, mm-hmm. it definitely made an impression on me. And I have lots of memories as a kid listening to all these, all the tunes, Double Vision, Head Games, Cold As Ice, mm-hmm. Feel Like the First Time, Jukebox Hero urgent, you know, waiting for a girl like you, you know, all these tunes just really, everybody knows them, you know, especially if you grew up around that time, but not, not only if you grew up around that time, I mean, you know, we're seeing the kids sure. and the grandkids of these people out there that now, you know, that grew up then that were in high school then. And, and it's pretty awesome how it's, it's, uh, survived and, you know, through the generations here, you know, and, uh, people are still loving these tunes and they, they're still relevant. They're still part of our the fabric of the American experience, the European experience. You know, and of course, you know, I want to know what love is that I didn't even mention, which was sure. the biggest hit of all. <laughs> um, Amazing. And that was a worldwide hit. So, you know, that no matter where you go, everyone knows that song. So, yeah, it's pretty incredible to be a part of this legacy, this repertoire of songs. You know, it's a pretty insane catalog that's just, you know, I think it's, it's classic in every sense. Well, Michael, in case people out there listening have never been to a live concert for Foreigner, you have some great opportunities here as we talk about the historic farewell tour 2023-2024. Closer to home here in Arizona, you're coming to the Akchen Pavilion here this coming Sunday, which will be August the 20th at 7 p.m. Get your tickets, of course, wherever tickets are sold, all over the place, and that should be an outstanding concert. When also on stage is what? We have Loverboy, too, is that correct? That's right. Lover Boys, wow. it's been really a great, a fitting double bill. We love those guys. They, of course, have some really memorable, huge smash hit songs as well. 
and we've just really enjoyed getting to hear their set and getting to hang with them backstage and it's just a it's just had a really great vibe all around musically and personally so i i think you know we find that they're just the pairing of those two bands of lover boy and foreigner we just feel is, is really working and uh wow you know, it just gets it gets fans really pumped up by the time we get on stage sure it does you know, I remember going back, Michael, a few years ago, we were listening to the band play live, of course, out in the most amazing amphitheater, out at Talking Stick here in Arizona. And boy, there wasn't a empty seat in the crowd. I mean, people were jumping up, moving to the music, you know, going with lip syncing and singing the songs even more than lip syncing. They were doing the whole <laughs> thing. decades, our next guests have been singing the soundtrack of our lives. They first broke onto the scene in the 70s with chart-topping hits like Feels Like the First Time and Cold as Ice. They're currently on their global farewell tour and joining us with a very special performance. Please welcome one of the most popular rock bands of all time, Warner. Yes, baby! Yes! What a treat for us! Yeah, so a treat for mm -hmm. us. I mean, you guys have decided this is your last final tour. What's it like saying goodbye? It's it's uh it's mixed. Um, you know, it's, this is going to go into 2024 because we can't get everywhere in a year. Mm -hmm. But um, it, we're experiencing it on the fly, real time. How it feels to be in front of a crowd that you think you might not see again. Um, so bittersweet, really. Now, what are you doing for school programs? I know you've given so much to fans, but you're also giving back to the community. We've been working with the Grammy Foundation for a long time, more than a decade, mm -hmm. and uh, helping uh, bring attention to the lack of funding for school choirs. Uh, and, and on this tour, we're having uh, choir competitions. The winner of the top competition gets a Bose L1 system with our partners. Nice. And, and, and we donate money to the choirs. And it's all about giving them the experience and also helping fund uh, music and the arts. That's so cool because the music is so important. It is. Kelly, you joined the band in 2005. Correct. What was it like stepping into such an iconic group? <laughs> Well, um, I, ha I had a little conversation with myself and said, do you think you can do this? And, and sometimes you just have to have belief in yourself and, and take a leap. And it seemed to have worked out. So It did work out. And look at what I'm holding. This is such a treat right here. What do you think it is about your music that has resonated with so many people over the past, what, four decades now? It's, it's the catalog. It's, it's a wonderful catalog of songs. We've got mm. 16 top 30s uh, and uh, over 80 million records sold. And um, I think... Uh, the quality of the material is really what's important. Nice. Uh, so you guys have as many hits as Fleetwood Mac there in the Hall of Fame. You guys have been eligible to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For a long time. Yeah. For a while, but so you continue to be overlooked. What do you think it's going to take? <laughs> I don't think that that's really what's important. Um, I think what's important to us is that our fans show us that they love us. And um, I don't know. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a set standard of what they think is, is important. I mean, influence? How many people have been influenced to pick up a guitar or sing because of this band? I, I consider that influence. That is. All right, thank you very much. And uh, now here is Foreigner with one of their songs, of course, that I love. I want to know what love is. I want this song. I've been waiting for this song. Please give it to us. All right. All right. Yeah. Gotta take a little time A little time to think things over 
That was amazing. I want to know what love is. Was really outstanding. They actually brought on stage, as you know better, some local, uh, you know, chorus of young children. They had singing in the in the chorus. That was just so amazing, which I find fascinating. But we haven't forgotten our friends back at WABC in New York, because according to the great schedule here, as you folks know best, September second, Syracuse, New York; September third, the PNC Bank Arts Center in Holmdel, New Jersey, and all the way going into the latter part of 2023, November the 17th. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. How do you guys do it? It must be amazing. Talk about being on the road. I mean, you know, people who see these concerts, I mean, obviously myself, I don't know all the back details, but you love what you do. But boy, that drains a lot of your battery energy uh, every day to be on as much as you guys are. So uh, it must be pretty challenging to be on tour. Describe that to people that don't understand what we're talking about. Well, it definitely does. You know, I think that there's, uh, though, there is some drainage, as you said, you know, to, I like that drainage to mm-hmm. the battery, you know, the, the, to the body. It, uh, there's a lot of travel. I mean, we all feel like the travel is the hardest part. I mean, the, you know, get the getting on stage, you know, not, not that running around in 103 degree heat is easy on stage, <laughs> especially, you know, this time of year, we just did three shows in Texas. That will take its toll on. Oh boy. You know, welcome uh, to Arizona so, Sunday, right? <laughs> oh God, I know. <laughs> Uh, well, I did hear. I have heard that the, they did blow some cold air on us on the stage there too. I think there's some air conditioning on stage, from what I've heard. Well, there you go. But um, yeah, so so yeah, th- there is certainly a draining component to it, but it's also energizing. You know, we get our batteries recharged by the crowds that we get. You know, and the enthusiasm oh. that that's coming back to us. So yeah, there's you know the travel's the hardest part, and you know getting on buses, getting on planes, you know the mm-hmm. sort of drudgery of that can can take its toll. But we all try to eat well and take care of ourselves out here and do what we need to do to stay fresh. And obviously, sleep is a huge part of that for everyone. You bet. So we do our best to get that done. But uh, at the end of the day, we love what we're doing, and 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 you know you you, pr- you just like practicing an instrument and getting better at that or whatever your craft is. I mean, there's a, there's some travel chops that get developed. If you know what I mean, you know, after you're doing it for a while, you sort of get it. It becomes a well-oiled machine in the sense of, you know, you know, you know what your rituals are packing and unpacking, you know, 
You know mm-hmm. what you have to do to get to get up and ready in time and to do the things you need to do during the day before you leave the hotel and get to the venue. And you just sort of, uh, that part of it, you, you know, almost gets to be second nature too. So, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it's a challenge. But Wild. One, no, one I don't know how I could do it. That's yeah. amazing. But God bless you guys, because again, on the very positive side of this whole interview, you're as energized as you can be 110%, and that's exactly the energy that that audience loves, and that energy is definitely two-directional. I wanted to also mention to you right now, of course, we're going to be hearing a little excerpt from an interview that was done with the band in Good Morning America just recently, talking about this historic farewell tour, 2023-2024. And I think that really says it well, Michael, that, you know, obviously you're out there in the public eye for so long, this great band, part of American culture in the rock and roll world. And I want to just transition to something here and see if you can help us out. We have a lot of big fans of vinyl out there. I mean, isn't that amazing, the resurgence of vinyl? Everywhere I go, bookstores and other big uh, music stores, vinyl is really shot to the top, bigger than what CDs. But is it true that you have a gold vinyl uh, commemorative album that people can get to and, and also a black version of that? So talk about that. that. That's amazing for big fans of vinyl. Yes, that's true. We've been selling them at all the shows and actually really a lot of we're selling a signed edition of the the black vinyl that's uh, wow. every day we get to the venue and we're just they've got them lined up for us to sign and they've been selling quite well at the shows. People can also get them at foreigneronline.com. Uh is it mm-hmm. foreigneronline.com? Yes, that's right. Foreigner Online. Oh, it is. Foreigneronline.com. Yep. yep, that's the one. Amazing. And all the, all the merch is available there, all the, um, the the different kinds of vinyl that you said, the gold and, and the black version. So it's, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. I mean, that's kind of, you know, full circle, right? I mean, it comes back to Amen. when the, the band first came out, you know, and all those iconic albums on, on vinyl, Double Vision, Head Games. You know, the first yes. album just entitled Foreigner, and, you know, Foreigner 4, mm-hmm. Agent Provocateur, all those classics that were people were used to hearing on vinyl. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, sort of um, uh, kind of bringing it all back home. Well, as if that wasn't enough, let's talk about something else here that I have in my hand that I couldn't put it down. It's the audio CD and the DVD with the 21st Century Symphony Orchestra and Chorus. Now, this one, folks, knocks it out of the park because I can't think of a more better a better blending of the different genres of music and incorporating what? A classical orchestra, an amazing chorus in with the sound and music of Foreigner. Talk about that because that is, that's something for everyone. If, in other words, you have somebody out there that would say terribly, and I would never agree with them, oh, I'm not into rock and roll. They might be audiophiles for classic music or such, but wow, isn't this incredible? I mean, this, this set, this audio CD and DVD, it's a must have. Describe that whole process of where it was done and, and a little bit of the backstory that we, we may not have been able to capture from watching it on the DVD. It was a pretty special event. We were performing at a festival in Lucerne, Switzerland. We've done that festival twice now. Both, wow. times, with, both times with this orchestra made of Swiss musicians from that region. Uh, lake Lucerne is this beautiful lake mm-hmm. in Switzerland with, you know, views of the Alps in the background. And it's just a really gorgeous, scenic, fairy tale kind of city, really beautiful city and amazing hotel right there on the lake that we were staying, the Hotel um, Schweitzer. 
it's called Schweitzerhof. That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we did, we did this performance and recording with the orchestra, the 21st century orchestra that you described. And it was a blast, you know, it's part of this festival. So all kinds of other bands playing throughout the the weekend, throughout the week, you know, I think one point Earth, Wind and Fire was there and uh, a lot of classic band, Howard Jones, kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of classic bands, Mm -hmm. a lot of classic artists, they call it Retrofest. And uh, yeah, we've been there twice now and one of them was recorded and it was just a really, great opportunity and, and like you said I chance to hear all the songs and all the music in a different context and in a classical more of a classical context text of course still there's you know the full rock band combined with with the classical instrumentation which is it just seems to work really well most beautiful and if you're a big fan of foreigner who isn't if you're missing yeah. something in your audio collection and now DVD right. collection you got to get a copy of this. It's just beautiful. Just a few more minutes with you. It's time for Mitsuru. I do appreciate your time. And say hi to Kelly Hansen. Uh, Kelly was awesome like yourself in talking to us about a year or so ago. And I got to ask this, and now we're positive. We always want to be positive. But it was tough during COVID, right? I mean, God bless all the bands in the world. All the, everything was just kind of like coming to a grinding halt. But describe that uh period, because it was something that maybe a lot of music uh, acts and bands couldn't survive. Foreigner came out well, but uh, that was a tough time, obviously. It was a tough time, and we were really sidelined. It was a lot of false starts. You know, there there was a thought of, Mm -hmm. okay, we're not going to cancel these shows yet. I think we're going to be good then and get closer and closer, and the promoters would pull the plug because we just weren't there yet. And there were still you know, resurgences of, of the virus happening in different areas, depending on where we were going. You know, we had to just cancel, postpone a lot of, a lot of trips, a lot of mm-hmm. tours. And we got going again. I think our first shows back were in May of 2021. So compared yes. to a lot of artists, a lot of bands, we got out there probably as soon as it was possible. You know, and of course, there were still a lot of protocols in place at that point, a lot of masking still, a lot of the distancing and everything. And, Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's sort of uh, here we are. I mean, over two years later, and full on and, and going strong again. But yeah, we did. We were sidelined for about a year and a half, sure. really. And uh, oh, yes, it, yeah. I mean, it was it, it, it was a lot of a lot of time at home. I mean, honestly, for me, there were, you know, it was bittersweet because it was it was nice to actually get to be at home more and do some other musical projects, you know, in my mm-hmm. personal studio that uh, had been put off for a while or I just didn't have as much time to do. So that was, you know, the sort of silver lining there. There were some more creative projects at home that I was able to dive into. But uh, we were all missing being out there, and uh, thank God we were able to get it going again in May of 2021. Michael, just a couple of quick ones here, and I know your time is important just like here. I want to know something. When you look at this whole world of the keyboards, who in your mind and estimation is somebody that you really look up to I know it's described in your bio that we just read at the top of the show. So many different people that you've been around, but who who do you admire so much in the keyboard world uh, throughout the entire time? It doesn't necessarily have to be in the rock genre. I would say that I have some people in in different genres and different time periods Mm -hmm. that have been the biggest influence for me, the most impactful. I mean, you know, the closest to the rock and roll world. I mean, Keith Emerson, Emerson mm-hmm. Lake and Palmer, he was a huge influence sure. when I was first getting into playing rock keyboards and 
and also discovering jazz and progressive music because he kind of brought those things together. And obviously a cl- strong classical influence in his style. Uh, Rick Wakeman of Yes, also a big, big influence in that world. But then, you know, and then getting further on in the high school and college, I got more into jazz and went further back to people like Oscar Peterson from Canada, uh, amazing jazz pianist, uh, Bill Evans, Keith Jarrett. Herbie Hancock looms really large for me as a guy that awesome. in, the, in the 60s and 70s, you know, a lot of people know him from Rocket, you know, his big hit, Rocket, from uh, the early 80s, but he was an amazing jazz pianist, is an amazing jazz pianist who played with Miles Davis, was part of Miles Davis' second uh, big quintet in, mm-hmm. in the 1960s when Herbie was just, you know, a young man. He was playing with Miles in the 60s, sure. and then he started his own group, the Headhunters, doing funk kind of funk jazz mm. in the 70s, and I love all that stuff, yes. the acoustic stuff with Miles and the funk stuff that he did with his own band. Uh, so I would say, yeah, there's Keith Jarrett, kind of a lot of solo piano jazz stuff. And well, that's a lot things. of people, you bet. A lot of talent. Yeah, so I have a lot of influences, diverse group of people. You know, and then I love, you know, I mean, Elton John and Billy Joel are two towering figures in pop piano. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, what those guys did with songwriting. Wow, what a powerful powerful answer to a great you know world of music but you know this is a bit i hate to say this uh, we hate to end these interviews here but that's foreigner ladies and gentlemen composed of mick jones kelly hansen bruce watson jeff pilson chris frazier luis maldonado and of course our special guest today michael bluestein on keyboards thank you so much i want to remind people to go to foreigneronline.com for your entire tour schedule all their offerings that you can get this particular interview conducted, of course, in August of 2023 regarding the historic farewell tour 2023-2024. I do appreciate your time and uh, Godspeed to you and the band. Please stay on the line as we go to the heartbreak at the bottom of the hour. That concludes this interesting edition, as you tell us out there, of the Dr. Sky Experience, exclusively on America's number one radio station, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We call it the crown jewel of radio. The iconic 77 Talk Radio. I'm Steve Cates, and I want to thank our producer, Dr. D, for handling all of the technicals that make this sound as good as you would expect. Thank you to our special guest, Michael Bluestone.